0: Welcome back to the Three Questions podcast. We are in Season 4, Episode 3. Doug, Daniel, and Randy will be answering these three questions today. Number one, if God is omnipresent, does that mean he is in hell? Number two, were Adam and Eve created immortal? Or was access to the Tree of Life uh, what allowed them to be immortal? And finally, number three, what is the kingdom of God? We hope that you enjoy this podcast today. We hope that you use it uh, to be able to share the gospel with someone. And uh, we, as always, we always want you to share, like, and tell everyone you know about this podcast. So without further delay, here's episode three.
1: welcome to the three questions podcast we take questions from our church family do our very best to answer them from a biblical worldview and all of us have the the privilege to serve the lord's church right here at southern hills baptist church in oklahoma city doug melton is our lead pastor randy woodall is our pastor of missions and evangelism jeremy johnson is our pastor of media and community outreach my name is daniel snow i get to be pastor of discipleship and young adults Um, I said, you know, we take questions from our church family. We also take questions from whoever, wherever, wherever they happen to submit them. And so we want you guys to know three ways to do that. One is you can email threequestionspodcast at myshbc.com. And that's the number three in in that email address. You can go to the website, myshbc.com slash contact, or you can text 505258 all questions will be kept anonymous and um, so we're going to just go ahead and jump in today for time's sake and the first question is a big one and it is if God is omnipresent which just means present everywhere does that mean he is in hell Boy, I I love the question.
2: First of all, we start from the fact that they're they're right. It's not just if God is omnipresent.
3: God is omnipresent. Randy, Psalm 139. uh, If I ascend to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. I mean, David begins that by saying, where can I go and not be in your presence? Mm -hmm.
2: Absolutely. And so we, we do start there and uh, we also then come to the second thing we, we know for sure, and that is heaven is a real place and hell is a real place. And so, therefore, I believe that the scripture would teach us that God is present even, even in hell. And it, it may not necessarily be the way our physical presence, because that's our finite minds only think in those terms, but there is a sense of the presence of God even there.
3: That's right, yeah. And I mean, we the Bible makes it very clear and and goes to great lengths to remind us that God is spirit. Mm -hmm. Uh, He created us with this physical, uh, physical body, but he himself is spirit. So in the macrocosm, there's not a universe, a star, a galaxy. There's no point in space where God is not
1: right there and holding it all together.
3: That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And so uh, I, I do think you know in hell the Bible tells us that that folks it is a real place and inhabited by those who have rejected Christ uh, as their as their Lord and Savior and I think that I think that's part of what the torment of hell is going to be is that God's presence and is there but you as 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 a resident of hell are unable to to attain that to enjoy, enjoy that. Enjoy it, that's right. Uh, that's good. It, in fact that will be part of I think the the ongoing that that eternal dying part of hell is that knowing that you will never be able to enjoy that presence uh that the glory of of the Lord in your in your life.
1: And so, go ahead Dan. Yeah, no, I just think that is so good and we have his presence of um, even, even in this lifetime, we experience both Christians and non-Christians experience his presence in, in his blessing in a way that, I mean, there's just common blessings that are for anyone, believer and non-believer, um, whether that's food and shelter, whether that's, uh, seasons, what, I mean, all kinds of things we could talk about that are just undeserved blessings of God. Um, and we, Okay in, in hell, there will be a separation of his presence of blessing. Um, there will be no experience of his presence of blessing, uh, but only his presence of, of judgment and, and righteous wrath. And so that's where we have Jesus saying things like, uh, in Matthew 10, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. So you, you got this idea of, and this is this is part of god's presence in hell. Matthew 25 says these will go away into eternal punishment but the righteous into eternal life. And so we know sometimes we have you know there's kind of the cartoon ideas of hell that kind of the devil's in charge and he is either kind of leading the party or he's leading the 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 punishment. And in reality, we know biblically that hell was first and foremost created for the devil and the demons. Um, and so when it says that these go away into eternal punishment, it's not the devil doing the punishing. He's actually That's experiencing right. it himself. So it has to be the presence of God um, in, his, in his judgment.
2: Absolutely. That's exactly right. And there's such a sense of the presence of God because of the absence of, if, if that makes sense, the that, absence
1: of his blessing,
2: the absence of his blessing and, and, but a, a, a continual for all of eternity understanding there is God. Yeah. A sense of his presence without being able to attain it. Like Randy said.
3: Yeah. And I think a couple of takeaways from this really great question and this whole idea of the omnipresence of God is one, there's never, I, no matter how deep a hole I dig for myself, uh, no matter how dark my situation in my life, there is no place I can go to or no place I'll ever be where God is not. In other mm-hmm. words, you know, and I think that was part of David's. David wasn't crying out in anguish. He was crying out in joy. It's a, it's a blessing. I will never be anywhere where God is not there to, to fulfill his promises, to, to hold me up, to lift me up, to encourage me, to nurture me. Uh, and then the flip side to that coin though is also, there's nothing I can ever hide from God, Mm -hmm. uh, because he has, he is there in my, in my best moments and my very worst moments. And so, uh, but that's also a blessing because he's there to, to, you know, to, uh, convict me Mm -hmm. when I am getting off of this trail of his of, of life and, and blessing and to try to help steer me back towards it, call me back towards himself. So it's a, it's, it's, it's a blessing to know that God is everywhere all the time.
1: Yeah. Can I give one more takeaway? Absolutely. Um, if, if my rebellion against a holy eternal God deserves his holy eternal judgment, what grace and i mean we use that word so much and and I'm, i lose context of but i mean what a huge thing that it is possible for me to have an escape from from what i actually deserve that's right that that it the price has been paid and that i can have forgiveness of all sin and adoption into the family and kingdom of god and not experience the judgment that i deserve forever that is That is incredible.
3: That's right.
2: Absolutely. And Daniel, boy, it it needs to, this whole question and answer needs to sober us to understand hell is a horrific place, and it's because sin is a horrific thing, and uh, and Christ is the answer. He's given us the way out. That's right. And we can tell others.
3: That's right. Nobody, nobody has to spend eternity in hell. Christ died, shed His blood, and that offer is there for whosoever will will trust, will put their faith and trust in Christ. Uh, then the, the the opposite promise is just as true of of eternal life in heaven with Him.
1: It's good. Second question, and this one is, you know, um, I don't I don't want to say a trivia question, but it's it's one we may not be able to have just a totally solid, rock solid um, conclusion on, but it's still a great question. And that is were Adam and Eve created immortal or was access to the tree of life would allow them to be immortal.
2: Yeah. And I love the way you introduced that Daniel, because, uh, I can remember in college, there are the discussions, can God make a rock so big he can't pick it up, right? You know, okay. You know what? Let's go do something else. Let's (laughs) go throw the football around. (laughs) Some of those.
0: Were you having those conversations at Deems Bean Scene (laughs) and. And Shawnee.
1: Yeah. Uh, You know, Doug was uh, hanging out at all the cool places. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
2: The mental gymnastics that are required to go through some type of answer. But uh, this question is not along that. There are some really good points to ponder Mm -hmm. in that. And first of all, I think it helps us to remember we are created immortal in the sense of we will always exist. Our soul, the real me, the most important part of me is not my physical body. Most important part about all of this is what's on the inside, the soul. That's right. He breathed into me and I became a living being. That's the most important part.
3: Yeah, exactly right. I mean, Genesis reminds us that the body was formed from dust, but it was just dust until God breathed life into mm-hmm. it, and so it's that life that is immortal. Uh, and and so uh, that, that I think that's the big question we need to look at is uh, you know is this physical body. You know, going to last forever? No, we know it's not. In mm-hmm. fact, Jesus, you know, Bible says, "Ashes to ashes, dust to dust." Mm-hmm. That this is going to return to its original form, which was just dirt. But you and I, Scripture says, God knew us before this body was ever conceived or born. So, uh, life, the 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 part of us, as Doug said, that's important is is eternal, and and will live on eternally. Again, back to question one, whether that's in a state of eternal blessing in God's presence or a state of eternal dying in that inability to obtain or to reach out to God's
1: blessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eternal life or eternal death. Right. And, uh, you know, it it seems to me, I'll go out on a limb, um, and I could totally be wrong, but just it seems to me that in God's providence and in his plan that the tree of life was giving them immortality physically, because that's what God in Genesis three, he specifically cuts them off from, uh, in the garden and, and sends them out of the garden and even puts a guard, uh, an angel guard so they can't get back to the tree of life. And that's what then means that death will be a reality for, for humanity. And then we see the tree of life show up again in revelation 22, talking about the new creation and uh, the final state of the kingdom of God. And there's the tree of life again. And we know there's immortal physical human life again. And this time just as just a side note, um, sometimes people worry about, I used to worry about, well, That's great that there's coming a new creation, but will it be Genesis 3, 2.0? Or in other words, another fall, will there be another sin and everything falls apart again? But I don't think that's even possible in the new creation because Jesus's purchase was complete. And he purchased a, a perfect world agreed that's good so
2: to me the most important part of this to remember your soul is eternal yeah you're going to spend eternity somewhere and that that is only made possible through christ and his glorified body is what our his resurrected body is what our glorified body will look like whatever that is mm-hmm. that's he's made it possible for us to have a body, whether or not Adam and Eve started with that, or he through Christ we can have an immortal
3: body. That's right. And what and that verse you read a little bit ago, Daniel, is very pertinent here. That one where we're told, don't fear those who can just who can kill your body, but fear him who has control over your body and your mm-hmm. soul. Uh, you know we're. Because we're finite and we're mortals, we tend to focus way too much on our physical selves and not as much as we should on our moral and our eternal selves, which is our soul.
1: That's good. Okay. Last question. Third question is, what is the kingdom of God? Because that's a, that's a term that we do see uh, throughout, especially the New Testament, um, I think it's, it's definitely uh, foreshadowed in the Old Testament, but we see that term, the kingdom of God, over and over in the New Testament. So the question is, what is the kingdom of God?
2: Boy, this takes me back to uh, freshman New Testament at OBU, because the professor was a woman named Dr. Rowena Strickland, and uh, when she taught on the kingdom of God, because I had to write this down on the test, what is the kingdom of God? And her reply to that was, it's the righteous reign and rule of God in the hearts of people. So the kingdom of God, righteous reign and rule of God in the hearts of people. So the kingdom of God is not a physical location. Every time uh, I, I turn over more of my heart to the Lord, the kingdom of God grows. Wherever God rules, there is the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. That's good.
1: And Jesus even says that it's not that His kingdom is not uh, of this world when He's there on trial before That's Pilate, right. and and He's just yeah He's just showing that okay it is something beyond what we normally think of as the kingdom of of this world, and and He also though Jesus also throughout His earthly ministry talked about it as already and not yet right it's it's already been you could say inaugurated um kind of like we we do with the inauguration of a new president um but it's not yet been consummated or finalized Uh, we don't see it in its final state yet but it has been inaugurated it has been begun and and jesus i think I mean, there's several places, but one would be that we're, some are real familiar with would be Matthew 28, 18, at the very beginning of, of of what sometimes we call the Great Commission. Jesus says, all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. That's right. Therefore, and then he goes into saying what he wants his people to do. But, but it starts with the fact that, hey, the king is here and the king has been been inaugurated and inaugurated the the kingdom.
3: Yeah. I think that's a key element to that whole idea of a kingdom is there is a king. There Mm -hmm. is a sovereign who rules uh, over all creation, who rules the hearts of men. And we are allowed and invited through faith to become part of this kingdom citizens Mm -hmm. of, of a, of a, different kind of people a different kind of nation uh, a righteous kingdom a kingdom where where god truly is the only sovereign you know we talk about the we're custom you know three three uh, governments you know or three forms of government and and uh, and all that this this doesn't this isn't like this this kingdom has one mm-hmm. ruler and he's a good and a gracious and a just uh, ruler. And, and we're invited to be a part of that. We, in fact, we're even told to be ambassadors mm. of that kingdom. And so, uh, uh, the kingdom of God, like, as Doug said, it's not this phys- a physical thing. It's, it's what it's who rules in our hearts and in our lives. And, uh, and we, the whole idea of a kingdom is there's a King and then there are subjects. And that idea of being a subject is subjecting yourself of, of prostitution, you know, of uh, uh, prostrating yourself forward, uh, you know, down low, and and submitting to the rule of a righteous king. Amen. Boy,
2: that's good, mm-hmm. and and so everyone, it, it's it's keeping in mind that God is ruler, so sovereign over all, right. and yet He is allowing Satan to be the ruler of this age, is what the the Scripture mm-hmm. says. Mm-hmm. He is Second Corinthians four four. He's the God, little G-O-D, of this world. Mm-hmm. So that helps us then to understand the importance then. So then where's the kingdom of God? It's in the heart. Everywhere where God is, is ruling over a person's heart, there is the kingdom of
3: God because right now, the prince of the power of the air is in this world. And yeah. everyone's going to be a citizen of one of those two. That's kingdoms. exactly right. You are, you are either under the rule and under the authority and part of that family or that kingdom of God or of this world.
2: That's right. So every time someone puts his or her faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the kingdom of God grows. Every time a believer uh, submits further, even more to the Lordship of Jesus Christ in their heart, the kingdom of God grows every single
1: time. We get to be a part of his plan to expand his kingdom In all of those things. That's right. And that's that brings purpose to every single day in the life of a believer.
3: And to bear in mind that as his kingdom expands, as we share the good news of Jesus Christ, as we see people stepping from darkness to kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, as that grows, then in contrast, that kingdom of this world, that, that group of people that are part of Satan's kingdom diminishes. I think that's what Jesus meant when he said the gates of hell will not prevail against His kingdom. Amen. As His kingdom grows, it it crushes the 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 kingdom of hell, the kingdom of the enemy, uh, and yeah. that's what we want to do: is be sharing that good news and helping to 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 ex, expand or extend the kingdom of God, which then diminishes the kingdom of Satan.
1: Yeah, awesome. Okay, well. Uh, Great questions. Yeah, yeah, very good questions. We appreciate you guys sending them in. Please keep keep doing that. And um, man, it helps it it helps all of us uh, as we get the chance to to think and answer these. I hope we hope it helps other folks too that listen. And so just know when you have a question, you turn it in. May may it not only be helpful to you, but but to others who are going to listen. Okay. And so thanks a ton to Jeremy Johnson for producing this podcast. <laughs> week after week. Thanks to you guys that listen. And just remember, you can always subscribe or rate or share, and that might help somebody else find it too. And until next time, remember that the God of the Bible is never surprised or offended by our honest questions.